That same dream again. I wonder what it means. Am I Tuxedo Mask? Oh, man. That sure would explain a lot of things. Moon Podcast Escalation! My name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we break down every single episode of the 1992 Sailor Moon anime to talk about why it is that we love the show so much. And boy, oh boy, do we have a weird one today. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it. This episode that we are going to watch today, which is uh, Restore Naru's Smile, Usagi's Friendship, has the weirdest monster on the show. Yeah, this is a strange monster. In strange the whole monster series, you think so? I think in the whole series. Just, right. Not just because of the monster himself, which is super weird, but because of also who the monster is before he becomes a monster. And afterwards. And after, like, super, <laughs> super weird. Uh, to help us out watching this episode, we have a very special guest, uh, my former boss uh, from several years ago. Uh, the reason I was able to become a full-time freelance writer, uh, Laura oh. Hudson, is here. Laura, welcome back to the show. How are you? Uh, I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me it's uh it's actually valentine's day as we uh as we are recording this that's true and i'm i'm very pleased to be spending it talking about sailor moon it oh. is it is we're spending it with sailor moon yeah <laughs> it's very romantic to sit alone in my apartment speaking into a microphone about anime yeah here on valentine's day my wife is working so yeah i'm just sitting around all day until she gets back my girlfriend's going to see slater kinney tonight so uh yeah it's gonna be a fun day i'm gonna play some video games later but first we got to get through this weird episode. But before we do that, uh, Laura, you were our guest on last week's show. We talked about your history with Sailor Moon, how you uh, yes. you watched it as a kid and oh, yes. uh, were swapping tapes. You were part of the tape trading scene. I was. And and I, um, I, I did sort of amateur manga translations from French to English when the French uh, manga of Sailor Moon was out, but the English versions were not. Do you really? Do you speak story. French? Uh, not really well. I took about six, seven years of it. I've, you know, I've thought about i can read it pretty well and i can sort of understand it i can't speak it as well as i used to but i've thought about brushing up and trying to go use it i only used french one time functionally and it was in spain so <laughs> seven years of my life everybody it's fine did you have a uh, did you have a a uh scanslator name i don't remember i don't think so i think it was just like laura something i didn't it wasn't like you know mercury roses 23 or something i didn't really do that, that. makes me you you were able to pull that out pretty quickly that makes me think it was definitely I mean, mercury roses 23 no i just thought of i don't know actually i was thinking about uh jupiter's rose earrings from the last episode that was where that association came from but uh but yeah i was i was pretty into scalar moon so uh we covered that mostly uh in our last episode so today i think we're gonna well we've got a couple things uh once again uh apologies <laughs> we have not we have not done anything to uh uh put together Motoki's Game Corner, which no. is a segment that is coming up where I play the Super Nintendo Sailor Moon RPG. And I bought the, the PC game. I'll figure something out. I'll figure out a way. I'll try. Yeah, go, just go to the library. I've sure, heard it's the not library very good. Uh, people have tweeted at me that it's not good, but we'll see. I'm, I'm totally not surprised that this Windows 95 CD-ROM <laughs> that you got for $3 <laughs> is not very good. All right. No, from what I understand, though, the Super NES RPG features uh, evil alternate versions of Sailor Moon and the Scouts, uh, which is something I'm a big fan of i love you know the earth three counterparts uh so i'm very excited about that but uh, we do but have yes. some some stuff on our twitter that we can deal with today uh, if that's, that's cool. right and we have we now have some it, oh go ahead well i was gonna say in a previous episode we were talking about the uh, episode titles Yes. Where uh, they always give away what is happening in the show. What, uh, what's this week's episode? Uh, this week's episode is Bring a Restore Smile. Restore Naru's Smile. Yeah. Usagi's Friendship. But we've had like, you know, the end of Jedi. We've had uh, Nephrite Dies for Love, which spoils the events of that episode in three different ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, this is a thing that is very common in, in Japanese TV shows. In anime and in tokusatsu, like they will tell you like, you know, hey, brave adventure, a new hero arrives. <laughs> like, And then in the episode, they'd be like, 
who is this guy? Is he a friend or foe? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we asked uh, our listeners to, to give us their renamed titles for movies and stuff like that uh, on our Twitter, and we got a whole bunch. We got a whole bunch. Uh, so, some of them, yeah, okay. Uh, I, I, I flagged a bunch, so we can go over a few of them. Uh, the boats don't blow up, but your girlfriend does. Buy Harvey some skin cream, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> a, little, a little fun there uh creepy kid okay, that needs, was really good yeah that was a good one creep creepy kid needs therapy he was dead all along <laughs> <laughs> lady liberty's shattered heart earth versus the monkey men did the top wobble the ambiguous dream of the remorseful thief <laughs> a lot of christopher nolan yeah a lot of christopher nolan. A lot of nolan showing up. Uh, jason's tears mrs Voorhees dies for love that's a good one. That's a really good yeah, one. Yeah, there were a couple we got in the exact tears and dies for uh, format. Uh, Superman's tears. Zod dies for inherent need to be grim and serious. Oh, that's that's a good one. Commentary there. Uh, oh. A little editorializing in, the, <laughs> this, in that title. This one's good. Treacherous mystery. The star beast invades from within. Do you get what that one was? No. Alien. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. <laughs> this is the worst one. The one that made me go, no. Uh, old boy. A father's love? <laughs> No, no, that is very bad. But that does sound that does sound like a <laughs> exactly like a Sailor Moon title. Sure, it does. Pacific Rim: The best friendship robot conquers the monsters. True. That's that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, uh, Murphy's cyborg revenge in the name of justice. That's Robocop. Oh, that that is also good. Doesn't doesn't really spoil anything in Robocop. That's true. But there's really not much to spoil. Well, in it spoils any wins, I guess. Uh, Snape's betrayal: the boy who lived and the headmaster who didn't. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Let's see. Uh, yeah, I think that's, uh, uh, there might be uh, shock and horror. Norman Bates is his mother. Yeah, okay. That one was pretty straightforward. Uh, so that's some good stuff. We also uh, have. Thank you, everybody. Uh, and, and people have been sending those to our, the Twitter account of the show, which is at Sailor Business. Yeah. And you can check out more uh, if you go to our favorites. There's, there's a few more up, uh, up on there. And uh, we, we, I favorited all of them so you can see them. We also have some questions on Twitter. Here's one from Justin Jones who asks Describe for me your perfect Sailor Moon breakfast cereal. Shapes, Colors and marshmallows? Is that an episode title? <laughs> it does sound it like, one. Wait, <laughs> like one. Wait, wait, is that a is that a question? That's a question. Yeah, that's a question. What would we? What, what, no, what? But what would we want? Yeah, what would our perfect Sailor Moon breakfast cereal be? I think it would have to be like the main shape would have to be moons, right? One would think. Yeah, I mean, like you could you could probably make a custom Sailor Moon cereal out of Lucky Charms. Just pull out some of the irrelevant ones. Selective. Yeah, just pull out <laughs> the moons, man. Well, I think you'd have to. I, I think like the 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 main cereal would be moons, and then the marshmallows would be the the other scouts. So you'd have like red fireballs or pink roses or blue uh like teardrops for uh <laughs> blue bubbles for amy blue bubbles maybe blue bubbles would be good uh and i guess V's, you could do a v a, a yellow v mm-hmm. a yellow v would be good i was i was trying to think of what you could do for tuxedo mask you could have red roses but if you've got red fire from mars then i guess you could have like, well you can't really have black marshmallows yeah, that would be kind of <laughs> gross you could kind of do like a dark purple though yeah. i feel like you yeah. could do like a little top hat or sure. uh, yeah yeah that would be fun uh, and it would have to be like super sweet because otherwise Usagi would not eat it. Right. Like, I feel like it would have to be something Usagi would eat and it would be part of a balanced breakfast with a piece of toast that you put in your mouth <laughs> as you run out the door. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, here's one uh, Sailor Jupiter specific since we're doing some Sailor Jupiter episodes. Uh, if Sailor Jupiter had been in the wedding dress episode, do you think she would have made a dress for the contest? I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah, I think she would have won. Yeah, she absolutely would have won. She's super talented at that sort of thing. I mean, I don't know. She might not have won because that the person who actually won was pretty great at stuff too the, the the sewing teacher that's true that's true so but like also that dress did not look good <laughs> no it was we, the ugliest we dress in the, the dress world. was terrible <laughs> oh it was terrible we did uh we did get an explanation of why the dresses weren't white did we did we actually talk about that on the show i think we did yeah it, it's uh, because because white is the uh is like a funeral color yeah for, it's associated with that i don't I, I know that you and i talked about it but i don't know if we actually talked about it on the show i so. will say we actually get a lot of tweets about that we get a lot of really positive tweets talking about how much people love our show and how they they discovered it and listen to all the episodes and now they're sad they don't have more to listen to and then we get we get other tweets going i love sailor business but i know about J- japan and japanese culture and i just want to tell them the truth about a lot of the stuff they speculate on look that's fine <laughs> that's fine well i mean mainly it's fine because you run the twitter and i don't so i don't have to be like i hate being corrected <laughs> so at the isb 
Um, and let's see. Uh, well, then we just actually, oddly enough, we just talked about this last episode. Listener question came in 33 minutes ago. Who has the more obvious alter ego, Usagi or Clark Kent? He at least wears glasses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he changes his hair, too. He does. He does. Vitally Clark important. Kent has, Clark Kent uh, bursts it back. Superman's is, uh, is blow-dried because he's flying everywhere. <laughs> is, that, is that how it works? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that was the weird thing about uh, Lois and Clark was that they got his hair backwards. That's like true. Uh, Yeah, they did. Dean Cain would always slick his hair back as Superman, and Clark Kent would have the, uh, the kind of blow-dried look, which where is he? How is he slicking back that hair? <laughs> Like, where is he going? Super gel. Oh, super gel. Okay, fair it's enough. It's fine. Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I mean, the John Byrne thing sort of does work for me a little bit in the sense that why why would you assume Superman has a secret identity? Like, oh, he yeah, has a place he lives. He goes to the Fortress of Solitude. He lives there. He comes out. He saves people. He doesn't need a secret identity. I love that idea. Like, And that's something that goes through uh, well into the late 90s because it comes up in, in JLA as well. Mm-hmm. Where everybody just assumes Superman is Superman all the time. Yeah. Uh, and the Martian Manhunter, everybody just assumes he's the Martian Manhunter all the time. And he has all the other secret identities, including uh, Rei Hino, a, a, a woman in Japan. What? It is, yeah. Did you not know that? No. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. There is an issue of JLA that's actually uh, scripted by Mark Miller, uh, where uh, you find out that uh, they, they're meeting in Japan. It's Clark Kent, Bruce Wayne, and Martian Manhunter. And Martian Manhunter is in his secret identity, his Japanese identity of Rei Hino. Wow. Uh, which wow. is Sailor Mars. Yeah. We got to get Mark and, Miller on this show. <laughs> and yeah, this is okay. <laughs> and uh, well, the, the thing is, Batman's the one who knows what it is. He goes Batman like goes, Sailor Moon. No, he goes, he goes, uh, uh, he says the accents follow us, but the name is a dead giveaway. <laughs> Dude, he watches Sailor Moon. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Look, he's a big tuxedo mask fan. I'm guessing. Sure, the hell he is. <laughs> what? You don't think so? They're so similar. Come on, Chris. That man, a tuxedo mask. They're like two peas in a pod. I, I would love to see. I would love to see him tell Catwoman that every piece of trash has its trash pile. <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine uh, Adam West saying it, and then it's perfect. <laughs> Adam West would never be that mean. <laughs> as, uh, no, but it would be pretty bad. funny if he said it. Uh, <laughs> Okay, uh, so that's all the listener questions we've got. But again, send us more listener questions at Sailor Business on Twitter. And uh, yeah, anything you want to send us, fan art, listener questions, uh, links to weird Sailor Moon oddities are oh, always welcome and fun. We've gotten lots of stuff about the uh, the Sailor Moon uh, RPG because we talked about playing an RPG with Sailor Moon at one point, and they actually made a source book and or, or two. I think they had one about Yuma as well. And uh, one of the things that's great about the Sailor Moon RPG is it gives the exact birth dates of all the characters. Oh, uh, really? Including the years. So, um, well, I mean, we can kind of we can kind of do the math on the years. I assume Sailor Moon's is in seventy eight, right? Uh, well, I, you know what? Or I don't I don't I don't have Sailor Moon's here, right? But it, I would I think she was I think she's seventy nine, but I might, I might be wrong. Um, Tuxedo Mask was born August third, nineteen seventy four. Nineteen seventy four, which makes him nineteen twenty three. Which makes well, listen, it does still make him currently. Uh, he's about to turn. 40. <laughs> yeah, but now. You know, no, right now. No, yeah, I'm saying right now. It, on August 3rd this year, Tuxedo Mask will be 40 years old. Oh, wow. That is right before my birthday. <laughs> Me and uh, me and, and uh, Amaru, we're uh, we're both Leos. I know that's a that's a very important thing for you, Jordan. Oh yeah, super super real means a lot. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about this episode. Uh, we are on episode 20 of oh, Sailor Moon. Sorry, just you were right. She's born in 78, June 30th, 1978. Uh, so yeah, we are uh, on episode 26 of Sailor Moon, which is uh, Restore restore Naru's Smile, Usagi's Friendship. Uh, it is an epilogue of sorts to the Maxfield Stanton saga. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting because we are once again uh, off manga. We, we are back to quote unquote filler episodes. Because again, the Maxfield Stanton stuff never happens in the manga i cannot stress that enough because it's such a huge part of of the anime and it's also Nefrite's only around for like two issues before he gets murdered by sailor jupiter but it's doubly weird here because we had an episode in between so rather than ha- just immediately dealing with it they they went no no we have to do the important episode and then we'll jump back into the filler plots yeah and, and the super weird thing is that we don't see well we don't see naru at school for reasons that are be- going to become apparent in this episode and so that kind of gives 
Usagi an opportunity to go make a new friend yeah. instead of worrying about her existing friend. Right. Uh, so before this episode even starts, it gets really weird because uh, in the little uh, teaser for the upcoming episode, it is revealed that one of the characters in this episode is going to be a priest. Uh, so it opens with Usagi praying and saying, please, God, uh, help Naru deal with this situation. And then at the end of it, when she does her, you know, the standard end of the uh, the standard end of the little teaser, which is, you know, in the name of the moon, I'll punish you. She says, in the name of God, I will punish you. Wow. Which I is- didn't, didn't notice that. <laughs> That's that's not one that gets thrown around a lot no. in Sailor Moon. No. Well, and like, and you know, speaking of you know stuff about Japanese cultures, there's you know, I, I think when you you definitely notice that they have a different relationship to Christianity or like perception of it. So like the stuff with the priest, like I don't know, like there's a lot. I mean, I I don't consider myself particularly religious, but like they definitely like there's this one moment in the scene where like when uh, Sailor Moon does her sort of of, you know, grand appearance and she's like standing on top of a cross. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's like kind of disrespectful. And like when I was there, I would there would be all this. I bought this one um, sweatshirt and I actually I can wear it in Portland, but there's a lot of places I wouldn't wear it because it's covered in giant upside down crosses. Whoa. And then it has this weird English on it that says poetry heals the wounds inflicted by reason. I thought was like kind of cool and I, I bought it but like they definitely have this notion of Christianity maybe in the way that like you know we view Japanese culture in some weird fetishized ways sometimes it's weird to, to sometimes see the perception of Christianity you know filtered through that lens because there's definitely stuff that it's it's treated as like a fashion item a lot of the time and in ways that sometimes make even me who is not religious be like oh like that wasn't respectful yeah um, I don't think I could get away with wearing that sweatshirt here, no. in, uh, here in sunny South Carolina no, but there's like, there's, you know, it's, I don't think it's even thought about, you know, in those terms, right. um, cause they, they don't have that history with, with, um, the faith, the way that we certainly do in this country. And so it's, I don't know, I feel like it's this pop culture sort of view of Christianity that can feel very different to, uh, to Americans in a way that is interesting. Yeah. And that's something that came up in video games a lot, uh, in the, in the eighties and nineties. Like, um, I was listening to a Retronauts podcast about that and, and they talked about, I, I knew that Nintendo of America had really weird censorship uh like you know you couldn't obviously show blood and when they did the uh the super nintendo version of wolfenstein 3d like they took out all the swastikas and stuff but they also took out anything that was related to religion at all like anything in castlevania there was a cross weapon that they were just like oh it's a boomerang <laughs> it's just a boomerang shaped like an x uh and anytime <laughs> yeah, you would see you know there are there are screenshots of like gravestones in, in video games that have you know are decorated with crosses that they just go in and take the cross out graphics hmm. which is really interesting because I, and the debate was whether you know like that stuff's in japan because they just kind of go like oh yeah this is a this is a weird foreign religion <laughs> and nintendo of america was like yeah we're just we just don't want to deal with it at all but there's a really interesting podcast it's a uh, the retronauts podcast on the sort of media's relationship with video games and and how you know there were so many story you know uh, inside edition and and hard copy stories in the 80s and 90s about what Nintendo is doing to our children, which is a really interesting listen if you want to hear more about a similar topic. But yeah, in this, we get that a lot in this episode. In this episode, uh, in the in the they didn't literally take out any of the religious stuff in the uh, original dub, but they took out all direct reference to it. Um, so yeah, he's, he's still a priest in well, the in the in the deep dub, right? He's still a priest in that he's still wearing a priest outfit and has. Has a, a, is wearing a cross and, you know, yeah, clearly is a priest, but they never refer to him as such. So the only part where it's weird is actually is the opening where it says something like, uh, oh, Naru, you know, Molly, Molly is in trouble. So she tries to get advice from a very nice man. <laughs> Really? Yes. Is that what they say? They yes. call him a very nice man. Yeah. He's wearing a giant cross, though. Yes. Yes, he is. Well, he's got like a collar on. He's got like a priest collar. He's clearly a priest. They just never do say they, that. Do they call him like father anything? No, or? no, no. no, no. Oh, he just weird. is like, sir, can you help me? Or something like that. Like, it, it's not, they never talk about the fact that he's a priest. But he, again, he is. They didn't take out any of the art that shows that he's a priest. They just don't mention so, it. So they presumably do not say in the intro, in the name of God, I'll punish you. <laughs> no, they don't. Okay. 
Oddly uh, enough. So with that, the episode starts. And folks, we are following the adventures of Usagi Tsukino. She is 14 years old. Her birthstone is a pearl. She's cancer. Uh, birthday on, what is it, June 30th? Mm-hmm. 1978. Right? June 30th. Uh, and she is secretly Sailor Moon. And uh, her friends include uh, Amy Mizuno, the kind girl genius, who is secretly Sailor Mercury, and Ray Hino, the hot-headed psychic, who is secretly Sailor Mars. But they don't and tell us as, about, her, them, about them this episode. No, they don't. Uh, but as of this episode, she has a new ally, who is uh, Makoto Kino, who is the brand new Sailor Jupiter, the brand new pro-wrestling, lightning-throwing, ultimate badass, best character ever, uh, Sailor Jupiter. She is the fourth of the pretty guardians and with four pretty guardians nothing can stop them uh so in the name of god she will punish you <laughs> you know one thing we didn't mention uh was her name in the american version she she's got uh she i think she's another one who has a completely different name her name is lita in the original dub now does she get a does she get a last name I like amy is uh what amy anderson lita jupiter let's see like uh, lita kino they st- it says still so okay so that she means gets they her- probably didn't ever say it and they just went well let's give her the same last name yeah because we know from the novels, from Leanne's novels, that Serena is Serena Tsukino. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that she does have a Japanese name, as opposed to Amy Anderson and and you know i guess ray is still ray Hino, but I they spell it is. wrong yeah, she just spelled differently yeah. so lita has shown up so yeah we start in uh in a dream sequence uh-huh. uh, yeah this is this is where mamoru has yet another dream about a magic mysterious princess who has the insane the same incredibly specific hairstyle as usagi yep. in fact that's she's like in silhouette basically the only thing we can see about her with any clarity is that she has this incredibly unusual hairstyle style very, also this has. very distinct blonde hairstyle right uh, <sighs> that is like a girl that he seems to coincidentally run into and be drawn to literally every day <laughs> and this okay so she goes and she says to him in a dream get the silver crystal and he goes what's the silver crystal and i'm like really like <laughs> it seems like you should have gotten that it's a silver crystal friend yeah, it's well look look how can it be silver and a crystal <laughs> that's oh you're right uh we also get a look at memories of apartment oh, yeah. which uh is a studio he's got a he's got a twin bed which is surprising kind of a shitty bed but i will say a very nice apartment for a uh high schooler too bad he's a college kid well yeah in the in this he has a college kid <laughs> Uh, he's, no, got his, right. you know, he's got his TV. He's got an armchair. It's it's he's got he's got art up on the walls, not posters. And so he wakes up from this dream, asking himself, "Oh, what does it mean? Am I tuxedo mask?" And you're probably the listener will probably have already heard this because it was definitely the best audio clip of the episode in the dub. But he goes in the dub, "Am I tuxedo mask?" Huh, that would explain a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that would explain the tuxedo in my closet and the mask. <laughs> Oh, that would explain a lot of things. Wow. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so that's a wonderful opening scene. Again, I I think you are very mean to, to poor Mamoru, and I think he's going through a lot of shit, man. It's, things are fucking with his head. He 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 wakes up from these dreams on the regular, and he doesn't know what he's doing, and he 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 blacks out. And I <laughs> I mean, in real life, that is reason to be afraid of this person, but <laughs> in the show, it's understandable. Look, Jordan, reasons are not excuses, bro. Oh. reasons are not excuses. Uh, from there, we cut to the dark kingdom uh where queen barrel is like so uh how's that legendary silver crystal coming uh you do you have a plan zoocyte and zoocyte's like yes uh because we should say zoocyte succeeded zoocyte is the first well i guess i guess technically nephrite is the first general to succeed because he delivers uh all that molly energy although even but, that uh, was like it was like success in spite of a failure because he, he had a yeah. real other plan and then he accidentally got a little bit of energy but zoocyte actually went out and did his job uh zoocyte went out and recovered one of the seven rainbow crystals uh, pulled it right out of Joe the Crane Game Troll and brought it back to the Dark Kingdom. So, uh, so far Zoocyte is batting a thousand for the Dark Kingdom. Uh, so Queen Barrel's like, hey, what's your next plan? And Zoocyte's like, oh, the Dark uh, Crystal has detected another rainbow crystal. Crystal, crystal, crystal. Crystal, 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 crystal. They are mineral people. It, it makes sense they're concerned with crystals. One cool thing, we've, we've seen it before, but I don't think we've remarked on it, is that whenever Zoocyte does his magic, uh, he goes, Zoi! <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that is that true. would be like me doing magic and going, Chris. <laughs> you don't? That's not what you do? I would, I would if I could do magic. Uh, yeah, it is so. sort of funny. In the previous episode, Queen Barrel like gives Zoysite this crystal and goes, you know what to do. And Zoysite's like, yep, throw it. 
and just kind of chucks it. And then that's how it reveals its, it's, its target. So they have spotted the uh, the next, I guess, container. <laughs> the yeah. host, I guess would be the word for it. Yeah, host sounds good, uh, yeah. The next host of a rainbow crystal. Uh, from there, we could to Juban Middle School. And it is summer, uh, which we know because uh, Haruna is wearing a mini dress oh. as opposed to her usual suit. Yeah. Ah. So does that mean it's like summer school or like they just have regular school in the summer too? Yeah, they have school year round. They oh. have, uh, I think it's, I think it's six weeks on, two weeks off. Okay. I think there's like a, I think there's like a, a summerish uniform and like a winterish uniform too for schools. Yeah, maybe? Uh, they they get they get jackets and sweaters in the uh, in the winter. But yeah, I, I I just wanted to remark because this is the first time you know we we've seen the scouts in other outfits and we've talked about that and how they have you know the the Usagi and Ray and and Amy have full wardrobes like they they don't wear the same clothes all the time other than their uniforms. Uh, Haruna we only ever see in her kind of uh, pink and and purple suit. Really? Uh, Even yeah. when she's like out shopping with the bride lady yeah she was in her she was in her suit i didn't remember that uh but in this we she doesn't have a speaking role or anything she just shows up in a yellow mini dress which i think is very very cute we get a flashback to the death of nephrite who died for love talking about who he's gonna get those chocolate parfaits (laughs) they change it in the dub uh he doesn't even say anything about the chocolate parfaits in the dub in this version he he says like i want you to know that you're in my heart and i was like you can't change it (laughs) for the flashback someone's last words That we've seen. Yeah, we saw this happen. You're in my heart. Maybe maybe the voice actor who did Nephrite like showed up <laughs> and they were like, uh, we've got all your lines recorded. It's a flashback. And he's like, well, it says Nephrite's in this episode. So I'm getting uh, paid maybe. no matter what. Uh, Laura, do you have a like we, we talked at length with Karen about the the sort of end of the Nephrite saga. But do, do you have an opinion on uh, on how that all goes down since we're going to be dealing with it today? I guess which aspect of it? Well, I I maintain that I don't think the show earns his redemption. Uh, that he is like 100% evil until like right before he dies of being stabbed. <laughs> when he's like... Yeah, I think I, he does kind of have a deathbed conversion, uh, if you will. But I guess, you know, I mean, it certainly at this point in the storyline, it's, you know, I, I guess that's less important than the impact it has on all of these people, right? Like whether or not like their relationship was like the worst or not, or, you know, whether or not he was actually good or not. You know, certainly we see that like Naru's traumatized. In fact, I'm, I'm in a way like kind of surprised that more of them aren't more traumatized because they would just watch someone die. Well, they watch someone they... turn into glitter and float into heaven. Yeah. Okay. He magically died, but he still died. And, and like, but I, I like that we kind of see a little bit of fallout from that where like Naru's a little bit messed up by it. She's a little bit traumatized because she watched someone die. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know, 14. So, and, and, and we'll never eat chocolate parfaits with him again. It's very sad. But um but yeah, like it's it's I kind of like that, you know, as much as, you know, there's all this monster of the week stuff where everything seems to reset that we get an episode where we kind of get to see the emotional impact of of one of these sort of like crazy magical deaths. Yeah, I, I do like that the show treats it as having consequences. Even if the consequences are just last for 2 weeks. <laughs> and then uh Naru decides to settle. Yeah. Because she, ha- uh, yeah, she hasn't been in school since Nephlite died, presumably. Well, and, yeah, I, she- and I like that, that, so yeah, so Usagi and Umina go over to like see how she is. And I like how Umina's like, oh, did you get your heart broken? Like that would be a totally acceptable reason to just stop going to school. Like would they let you do that? <laughs> I don't but, think like, it's school. My mom, but- my mom wouldn't let me do that. Like. I don't know. Just well, stop going to school for like a week or something. I don't know. The conversation that they have is bananas <laughs> because uh, Usagi's like, you know, uh, Umino's like, hey, are you going over to Naru's? And Usagi's like, yeah, <laughs> she, she she hasn't gotten over it yet. And Umino goes, oh, you mean she's not just like sick? And Usagi goes, you're so dense. It's like, motherfucker. <laughs> He was not there. <laughs> yeah, he how is, know. Like, how is Umino supposed to know? Like, oh yeah, okay, there was this forty-year-old uh, guy who <laughs> was hitting on her. Who, you know, that billionaire who drove the Ferrari around and jumped over fences <laughs> with his hands in his pockets. Uh, he was hitting on Naru and manipulating her into a weird relationship to try and kill me and my friends. Uh, and but then it turned out he was in a mineral monster from the Dark Kingdom, and then he got and stabbed I, and died in front of us. And that's why you can never mention chocolate. 
parfaits. Yeah, so do not talk about desserts. <laughs> How did he not know that? Yeah, yeah. This is not Don't a matter. Ask like, Melvin. Yeah, Melvin is like, like, it, like you said, Laura. Like, what could possibly keep Naru out of school for a week? Like, oh, she's sick. Yeah. Like, not, not. She watched Maxfield Stanton, who was secretly a monster, <laughs> die. And they, actually, that's that is the thing they cha- change in the dub too, because that the conversation where uh, Melvin gets punched in the face by Isagi, uh, they don't have her punch him in the face. So they cut the first time he says something stupid. And the second time he says something, quote unquote, stupid, talking about, hey, why don't we go get some chocolate parfaits? In the uh, in the dub, he goes, hey, did you hear that uh, Maxfield Stanton is missing? And Isagi's like, don't talk about that. Um, so they actually did bring up his his, uh, his persona instead. Yeah, like I I would say Umino is uh, very perceptive to figure out that she's heartbroken. Yeah. from Usagi like not telling him anything. Usagi just telling him she's not sick. Well, uh, and yeah, that he, combined he with does, the fact that she's sitting in her room gazing out the window longingly. Yeah, he does offer her chocolate parfaits, <laughs> which is coincidental and hilarious. Yes. And there is, uh, I, I do love that uh, Usagi straight up like, look, we have established I am a fan of face punching. <laughs> Uh, in this in this anime, I do love that uh, Usagi just straight hauls off and uh, lands a haymaker. It's it's beautifully animated too. You just enjoy violence, I think, Chris. I mean, yeah. If we if we've learned that from the last episode with uh, with Makoto, it's you just love it when people punch each other. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, I think you should try the best listening. Form of entertainment. You should try listening before fighting. <laughs> Sailor Moon says. Yeah. So, well, how about Sailor Moon does? <laughs> Um, so yeah, they're, they're sitting in her room. Uh, uh, Naru is gazing out the window longingly. doesn't even look at her friend. They're all, they're all drinking juice or something, uh, (laughs) on the floor. Eventually Molly turns around, Molly Naru turns around and says, yeah, you know what? Let's go out. Let's have some fun. Uh, I think she says in the Japanese version, she wants to go out and eat something sweet or something like that. In the, uh, in the dub, she's saying, let's go out to see the Sailor V movie. Oh, so it's out. Yep. It's out now. They're going to go see it in the theaters. Uh, and that's uh, what's, what got them very excited. And, um, and so they make the plans to do that. Meanwhile, all of the other Sailor Scouts are at a meeting, a, a Sailor Scout meeting at the uh, the temple. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this was probably scheduled and Usagi is blowing it off. That seems very reasonable. It's also the meeting where we learn that the Silver Crystal is basically the Death Star and has the power to destroy a planet. Yeah, what's up with that? Why? (laughs) That's so weird. And this is the good guy's weapon. This is something that Queen Serenity had. She had the power to... That makes it sound weird and bad. I don't like that. Yeah, well, look. But they move right past that. They don't really dwell on that. No, they don't. For, for very long. Not at all. With, with the arrival of Makoto, it has become clear that the uh, the good guys are no longer fucking around. <laughs> like, keep it, keep in mind that in the manga, again, she murdered a dude. Jupiter kills Nephrite by blasting him with lightning and burning him to death. So, yeah. So they go. Yeah, we. The, there's this thing that had the power to blow up. Uh, has the power to blow up a planet. That's why the bad guys fair, are after. Has the power to blow up a planet, it. depending on how it's used. Right. Of course. Well, because- and we also learn that the, that the we, they've given this to Usagi, and she's just like she's using it to like break piggy banks in her room. No, 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 no. Also. That's not the crystal. That's the stick. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. That's right. That's the moon stick. Yes. That's the moon stick. <laughs> the sorry. crystal is what she's going to use the moon stick to find. And in fact, yes. that does. Yeah. Because again, they retell the whole story about the seven monsters, and they're all in the seven right. Biv uh, crystals and the planet Earth, and they've been reborn as people. And they go, Yes, the moonstick will help you find them. And they immediately go, You gave a thing that's important to our mission to Usagi? Like, you are dumb. And Luna's like, No, 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 no. I'm giving her responsibility so that she will live up to that responsibility. And they are all like, That is not a thing that, that <laughs> it's happens. A bad idea. <laughs> I made a well, huge but mistake. I mean, it's it sounds really counterintuitive because she does go off on this whole thing where she's like, "Sailor Moon's terrible. She has no sense of duty, and she's unreliable." Yes, and she that's literally exactly says that. what I want her to be the leader. <laughs> but I mean, she does sort of start off. She literally says that. That's exactly why I want yep. her to be leader. But you know, I, I think we see her practicing kind of that same good faith that we see Sailor Moon practicing yes. all the time, where we want, you know, she wants to see the best in people, and you know, I think that's perfectly thematically consistent to be like, "Well, I really believe in her." And so we're all going to believe in her, except for Ray. Well, th- there's also a, there's also a part where uh, Makoto, cool as hell, says, "Hey, as long as I'm here, uh, those evildoers aren't going to get their way." Like, it, like literally saying, "I am going to punch them in the face <laughs> if they try." And then she gets she gets a harsh side eye from Ray. from Ray, who's like, "I was going to say that." <laughs> 
It's like, yeah, yeah. Don't try and be mean to Makoto. You can yeah. be you can be mean to Usagi, but uh, Makoto is not going to have your shit. You're going to get thrown through a wall if you try that. Yeah, and we we actually do see Usagi using the the moonstick as a uh, well as a hammer to break her piggy bank open, which is pretty funny. So they so they say they're going to have a vote, uh, which is weird because like Luna goes, yeah, she's going to be the leader, and they go, no, I vote no to that. Says Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly it's a democracy, which, but it's only a democracy when Ray's not the leader. Somehow right. I think if Ray were the leader, it would not be a democracy. Oh, you're absolutely right. Well, because then what, this is my favorite part of the whole episode is Mercury goes, yeah, you know what, you, you saw he's not so bad. Like, that sounds fine to me. And Ray grabs the flesh of the back of her leg and like pinches it and twists it and it turns like bright red. And she like, her reaction, yeah, yeah. Mercury's reaction when, when is has so, Ray ever been? Mean. When has yeah. Ray ever been been mean to anybody? Okay, admittedly that okay, she is actually mean there. But the good news Mercury is again because out. it's it's very mean. But like, and and that's that's a she's kind of being a bully. But you know, I think here we see the value of having having added Makoto to our little team, where Makoto Makoto doesn't doesn't give a shit. You know, like Ray does not intimidate Makoto, and 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 so she she doesn't actually. It's not like she steps to Ray so much as she just turns like she lends her support to Sailor Moon. Like yeah. she's not intimidated at all, and the motion carries. Although I'm just saying, like I would I would love to see Ray try that shit on Makoto. <laughs> the pin. Oh would. yeah, like Amy, like look, would. Amy's not gonna fight you. Amy might might not help you with your homework. Amy, That's you're gonna get. Yeah, Amy hides the fact that she's in pain. She doesn't say anything about the fact that Ray is pinching her, and like basically, like again, she like slowly down bows down and like puts her head on the ground and is like just miserable well and that's how bullying works right <laughs> like you, right. if you're a bully you don't pick on people who can kick your ass you pick on people who are not going to do anything back um although and then again just try it just try it <laughs> makoto's makoto's defense of sailor moon is not a hugely hardy defense it's it, i think she literally is like yeah i don't know her that well but i'll give her a try like <laughs> Like you might as we, we might as well give it a go. Uh, so then they call Usagi up on the phone on the communicator and go, Usagi, we're having a real important meeting, uh, deciding whether or not you care about this group at all. Uh, why don't you pop on by? Uh, and she goes, No, I'm out with some friends. I I got plans. I can't. Well, and but the thing about this is is that like it you know it seems like she's shirking responsibility because right. she's like not being a good leader and like not showing up and stuff like that. But it is important to note that what she is doing is actually important. Her right. friend who watched someone die is super traumatized and this is her first time getting out of the house so you know I, I i feel like you know there's always this theme that like friendship is important and your friends are important and this is as much about you know sailor moon putting her really good friend first at a time when it's you know really important I, like i think you you see in a lot of shows that have this theme of like oh at first the character starts out and they have friends and then they make the new special friends that the show is about and they kind of forget about the old friends but here we sort of see her being like no i'm making time for my old friend this is really important and I'm going to go do it. Sorry, guys. And also that, that Naru is traumatized for something that is directly related to their yes. whole deal. Like it, yes. it's not their fault, but it is directly related to their actions. Uh, Naru would not have been in that situation if, uh, well, first of all, if they had killed Nephrite when they had the chance, <laughs> uh, which is what happens in the manga, but the, she would not have even been involved in this situation if it was not directly related to the conflict between the Senshi and the Dark Kingdom. Like it is like this. This is this is this is sailor business. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I I think this is all a misunderstanding. I I think if they knew the full scope of what's happening, they'd go oh, okay, okay. Uh, and I think yeah, by the end of the episode, I don't think anybody will be mad at her for what she went and did. It's just because of the way she says it, they're just like, hey, come over, it's really important. And she's like, no, I got, I'm hanging out. And they're like, oh, come on, you're hanging out. And again, in the dub, she goes, no, we're going to see the Sailor V movie today. And they're just like, uh, but yes, I think if she had said Molly's really messed up because of the Nephlight thing, I got to spend some time with her. They'd go, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Isagi is strangling Umino. <laughs> Right. So, yeah, they, they, because here's the thing. They go out to go get their, you know, some sort of something sweet. And instead they actually just end up, end up sitting there looking at a graveyard. Um, yeah. How did that happen where it's like, let's help my friend get over like the traumatizing, like death she just saw and go to a graveyard. Go to a graveyard, you guys. There's only one on the way. One road into Chinatown. There's only one road into Chinatown. It goes past this massive cemetery. And like, and of course there's a, there's a priest hanging out in the graveyard. So my question to you guys is, you know, with the priest, 
is he supposed to be Western? Because he has a mustache. I feel like you don't really see characters yeah. with mustaches does, a lot. He does look different from uh, all the other characters that we've seen. I'm not quite sure what it is. Uh, I think it's the, like, he doesn't have anime eyes. Mm, that's true. Which is weird uh, because, you know, he's talking to Naru who <laughs> has those fucking headlights in the middle of her face. Uh, but he, he's he's drawn differently. So I don't know if he's supposed to be uh, foreign or or if it's just a, a choice that they made. But he does look different. Well, and and so so Naru actually runs off from uh, from Umino and Usagi to go have this conversation with the priest where she, you know, basically gives a, a glossed, non-supernatural version of um, her relationship with, with Nephrite and how she lost him and, you know, she's really sad and she doesn't know what to do and she wants advice. And the priest basically says that he can tell that, you know, she really cared about him. So, you know, quote, I'm sure he was saved. Which is not how Christianity works, unless <laughs> Naru is Jesus Christ himself. Yeah, that's well, true. Look, look, if if the Princess of the Moon can be reincarnated <laughs> as Usagi, then uh, the Second Coming of Jesus can be Molly Baker. Sure, sure. Why not? Uh, I think it's worth noting that Molly also uh, is carrying around the uh, scrap of her pajamas oh, yeah. that she used as the the bloodstained oh, pajamas God. bandage. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. just sad. And like, and also for some reason, this the priest talks like a fortune cookie and like he's like when you turn around you will find love right next to you where Which it's is like a- how is that the advice you give about death or whatever well it, it's also an effed up thing to say when from his point of view he sees someone walking up behind her <laughs> it's like yeah then it's zoisite it's someone in this like weird military uniform he tells her to turn around every now and then i get a little oh, bit lonely because never i got stabbed and so so yeah, she, yeah, literally she literally turns, turns around, around and there's there's Zoosite. Like, hey, what's up? Oh, I remember you. I killed your boyfriend. <laughs> Listen, uh, you're gonna have to narrow that down. I kill a lot of boyfriends. Oh, nice reference. <laughs> and this is this is when Sailor Moon shows up and again like stands on top of a giant cross. Which is a which, great look, by the way. Which is a great it's unexpectedly intense. You know, like I don't know. Uh, the cross I that just, she stands on is on top of a few fu- of a grave that is marked color black. That, that is the name <laughs> that is on the gravestone she's standing on top of. I don't know what to do about that. <laughs> gravestones. I was like, gravestones seem to just be decorated with nonsense words. Most of them have nonsense words, but there were two. They're all in English lettering. I but there say. were two that you could actually read. One was color black, and then much later, uh, when Saxino Max shows up, he's standing on top of one that says "Sound Theater Library Production." <laughs> Wow, so they were literally just looking around the room. <laughs> I want to know yeah, if no, color this, black this is, is like a the usual sus it's like the usual suspects of death, right? <laughs> like they're just like grabbing shit from around the room and like writing it on gravestones, which doesn't matter. Okay, and like this is when this is when shit gets really crazy because yes. the priest gets turned into a monster and so he turns into an angel that is also a boxer that has the feet of a bird and then he says in English I'm a champion. Wow. <laughs> and then they all desecrate some graves. <laughs> he, this, yeah, this Japanese monster speaks mostly in English, but just like ex- oh, exclamations. Also, one of the things he says, and again, this is like kind of sacrilegious, where he's like, I'm the king of kings. Oh, he does say that. He does. Yeah, that I swear a, to God. That is, all, that is also a thing. He's just comparing himself to Triple H. Uh, uh, oh, is that, is that, a, is that a, does he say that too? Does Triple H say <laughs> yes, that? Yes. Triple H refers to himself as the king of kings. So he, yeah, he's, wow. he's like a boxer crossed with a bird, crossed maybe maybe angel, and he's got a boxing bell on his belt, and he's got boxing yeah. gloves that he shoots, you know, like boxers do. Yeah. And, and his move is his called attack, Lovely Punch. Lovely Punch. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Lovely, <laughs> lovely Punch. Lovely Punch. I said, "Lovely punch." Lovely punch. Yeah, it's so weird. You're you're probably right. He might be the most strange monster of the entire series. It's super weird. Like, I mean, everything about it that could be weird is weird. I mean, listen, camera monster who made Polaroids pop out of its fist was pretty weird, but it made sense with its weirdness. You know what I mean? Like, you go, "Okay, I get it. It's camera monster, and it makes Polaroids pop out, and it takes pictures and makes you disappear." This is just like, why? Why did first of all, why is he a priest first? Like, you know what I mean? What what does being a priest have to do with this? Nothing. Gamer dude turned into a video game thing. Priest turns into a boxing bird. I mean, the, the angel part, right? Like, I can like, because he's got the angelly wings. Sure. I guess I can get down with that. But the boxing is... <laughs> 
mystifying. It really is. Yeah, it's it's so weird because it's like, okay, we need the priest to turn into a monster. Oh, well, maybe he should be like an angel monster. Okay. Okay, well, we also need him to fight. <laughs> should we perhaps give him a flaming sword? There's this extensive or, backstory they had to cut about uh, how this was a American boxer who <laughs> moved to Japan <laughs> uh, and gave up the boxing lifestyle and became a priest. It, like, it's so complicated and this all plays into it, but they had to cut that. Yeah, so I, I kind of love the design, though. Like, the design is really cool, probably because it's so weird. Like, they kind of make up for uh, Gamesen in the last episode, who was just, you know, common writer with some shit hot glued to him. Uh, the, the Do we have a name for this monster? Do we know what this monster's name is? Oh, he did have a name. Oh, gosh. Let's see. The monster or the, the priest? The monster. Yeah, here we go. You see, my name is Boxy. Boxy! <laughs> His name is Boxy. Boxy. Yeah, so he is a boxing angel monster who, by the way, just looks like that dude. Just looks like that priest. Yeah, he like still his has face his is the same. He still has a mustache. mustache yeah, uh, boxy. Love him. Uh, and I feel like there is, like, I mean, you were joking, but this does kind of imply a backstory for this guy, right? That is very interesting. Uh, so Zosite tells Boxy to knock out Sailor Moon, and he says, "Let's fight and see who the real champ is." And, and Sailor Moon is like, "No, no, no! I'm not a boxer. You don't have to punch me." This is not a sanctioned title bout. It, it, it's, it, it is also weird. No, wait, actually, here's the thing. Oh, I just realized that. So these monsters, though, are monsters from back in the day. So was he boxy back then? Was he going around with a, a boxing gloves and boxing belt a thousand years ago? Is he like the thing from which we get the concept of boxing? <laughs> <laughs> and same he with was. video game dude from yeah. yesterday last episode. So I, I guess <laughs> I mean there's like I hadn't even thought about that. that but like they no are sense. the seven great monsters from the Dark Kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's so... Well, but could it be, you know, I mean, the same way that we sort of see, like, you know, there's, you know, there's the moon princess, but then she's sort of incarnated within uh, Usagi Tsukino, um, where maybe it's just sort of the, the old monster reinterpreted through, you know, whatever the modern lens of it is. Maybe it was some, like, ancient fighting moon fighting style. It wasn't boxing. It was, like, moon boxing. I mean, he is wearing boxing trunks and boxing gloves and I'm boxing tape. I'm just saying that that could be, that could be the, modern, the modern version <laughs> so, of it. You yeah, know what so, I mean? So like, back then he was doing some other thing like boxing, but it wasn't boxing. Yeah, some sort of like moon, like Muay Thai kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like it could just be whatever it was at the time for that for the moon culture. <laughs> and Game Center know. guy was like a board game monster, and now yeah. he's. Or he maybe like who's who's to say that they did not have more advanced video games than we have that's now? True, I don't true. even know what would moon video games be like. <laughs> I feel like they focus more on just like balls and like dresses and like weird confrontations. Like we don't get to see a lot of their like recreational activities. I mean, look, we moon. would know we would know what moon video games looked like if uh, Jordan would have found a Windows ninety five oh, computer. Oh. Yes. And gone into the the glamorous moon gallery or whatever it's called. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Oh, so apparently the uh, the English name for this monster was Bobo the Vulture. <laughs> That's wait. So much weirder. So wait, it's a vulture specifically is the, the, the bird? That is what it? the dub said. I mean, that means nothing. They, they base that just on looking at it. I mean, I, I have I seen depictions of angels who have like, you know, the, the bird, feet? bird feet. Really? Yeah. I've never yeah. seen that. I mean, look, it's mostly in D&D that oh. I've seen these, so... It, you know, go, it's crack a monster manual open. It's fine. I think. Uh, I oh think wait, okay. I just I figured it out, you guys. Okay, I, I, well, I think I do. So, um, not the. I, it's a different than I think the word for like a Shinto priest or something like that. But the word for um, like a, a minister or a pastor, or whatever, is bokushi, which oh. sounds like boxing. My God. Oh, so that okay, so now it actually makes perfect sense. It's a pun. Yeah. Wow. It's it's a it's a cross language pun. Yeah. And, and you yeah. Know, the thing is, you just prevented us from getting so many emails and tweets from <laughs> Japanese speakers. See? Like, I'm hey, very helpful. Hey morons. But how are we supposed to know? It's it's a tra- it, they, like oh, okay. she does. They do they do say bokushi a lot, but like you have to be listening to the to the sub and I guess know that that's the word. Yeah, so. I mean, uh, Naru does call, like yell out pastor when he transforms, but I was watching the new dub, so I didn't see that. 
So Naru and Sailor Moon are both in dire peril from the lovely punch. And uh, what happens? But uh, who, who charges in to make the save? But the old skirt flipper himself, old table hider. Oh, yes. Old, old weird, old creepy weirdo himself, uh, Melvin. Yeah, Melvin uh, saves charges Molly. In. Again, recognizing that she's at her lowest, he swoops in. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> I mean, kind of, yes. <laughs> he, but he, but he, he, he actually puts himself physically at risk and saves her life, which is pretty impressive for him. It's not something we've seen him. Uh, it's a side of him we've never really seen before. Yeah, which is which is nice because this is. I mean, we we know that um, uh, Umino has a crush on Serena. Yeah, or, or on Usagi. I guess I should say I got to get the name straight. <laughs> Umino has a crush on Usagi. Melvin has a crush on Serena. Correct. But we haven't really seen him interact with Naru all that much, uh, which is weird because you know i always remember them pairing off because yeah. that's what eventually happens but i never like i always assume that's there from the beginning but it's not like this is really kind of the first place where it shows up <laughs> he well he obviously fell in love with her when she became a psychotic uh, dance uh, instructor for him and like dominated <laughs> him and made him dress up as a woman and <laughs> dance around. okay yes that that did happen <laughs> That did actually happen. But, like, even then, even then, how does she do that? She's like, oh, well, it'll really impress Usagi. That's true. He, she did say that. Uh, so, Usagi, uh, meanwhile, is rescued by Tuxedo Mask, who also sweeps in. Uh, yes. And he actually uh, sticks around for half a second. Like, half a yeah, second. Yeah. And, well, and steals the rainbow crystal. He does do that, so... yes. So... <laughs> And one of the one of the great things about this is that Zoocyte is still there. Zoocyte has not gone back to the Dark Kingdom. Zoocyte is just sitting in midair again. Oh yeah, because for <laughs> some reason, for some reason, when she popped out the crystal uh, last time, the crystal just very neatly flew over to her and was like, "Here you go." Uh, for some reason, with Boxy, it like shot into the air and nobody knew where it went. And then Tuxedo Mask finds it. Yeah. So Zoocyte starts flipping out, and then to make matters worse for Zoocyte, Jupiter shows up the <laughs> with a record of one kill against the negaverse <laughs> now does it uh, did it say in the japanese version why uh mars and and mercury are not here um probably because uh a- amy's busy uh applying an ice pack to her leg <laughs> yeah well in because in the in the dub they actually say something like what when when, when sailor jupiter is running towards her, she says something like oh man yeah it's it's not right that that sailor scouts go on strike or something like that like she says something about them being on strike because serena is the leader and I, I mean, like, I just wow. assumed they were all on their way because, uh, and just Jupiter got there faster because she's more athletic because, um, sure. uh, Luna gets there faster. And we know that Luna is, you know, runs faster than any of the scouts <laughs> and doesn't wait for them for some stupid reason. <laughs> yeah. Cause what's, what the fuck is she going to do? <laughs> Uh, but Makoto shows up, uh, drops some supreme thunder on everybody's ass. It's pretty awesome. And then, uh, uh, moon healing escalation happens. And then the priest shows up posing like a pope. Yeah. This is where uh, it's weird. And says, do you believe in God? <laughs> and I believe in him. And then is, is reborn in a pure white outfit. Yes. This is what happens. <laughs> And Zoicide's reaction to this is amazing. That I literally wrote down that Zoicide is making the same face I was making at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> Just this weird, uncomfortable frown. It was so weird. So weird. So then, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know why they threw that part in there, but there they did. Uh, you saw he's a priest. <laughs> Of course he but, believes but in God. why does he become why does he like have his his chi magic explode into a giant magical priest who preaches at you when he gets healed it's was like you know what i mean like joe didn't turn into an ultimate video gamer for half a second and go the secret of of games is is knowing how to play you know what i mean like for some reason <laughs> this guy <laughs> turns into a giant maybe he was not that good of a priest before honestly he was like he wasn't being very good that's true before he was being like i don't know maybe love is right behind you with this creepy person it's like his (laughs) advice was not good and then this elevates him to like be a super priest (laughs) who says things like love your love your fellow man yeah i think that's that's the only thing right that's all he says well and the believing in god part which was pretty pretty weird in in the dub they just they just say like don't not to be violent they don't they cut out all again they cut out all the god stuff and they're just like violence is not the answer which again is also weird because he just was saved by a bunch of violence but okay well and also like he's so deaf even if you weren't sure before like he's so definitely a religious (laughs) figure yeah like he's like he's got like doesn't he 
doesn't he have like some weird cloth covered in a cross or something? Yeah, and he, like he's wearing what uh what your what your local pastor would wear on Easter. Yes. Uh, he's got the he's got the white outfit and the purple sash. Yes, uh, with the gold cross on it. Um, so Zoisite has an amazing look on his face. Looks down and Tuxedo Mask is picking up the crystal and has like this like complete asshole grin. Like this gotcha motherfucker. Uh, he he calls he calls in the dub. I think he calls her a loser. I'm pretty sure in the dub he's like, "See you later, loser." I mean, look, that does sound like something Memory would say. Just oddly enough, he doesn't say it to Serena this time. <laughs> uh, well, and I love that he he like he, he like he pretty much does a like yoink. He just like gives yes. this like shitting grin. He's like found the rainbow crystal and I'm taking it. Farewell, and then just like runs off. <laughs> and and Luna's like go after him, go after him. And I think that like Sailor Moon's like oh he's so cool and doesn't do that. He left me and a present. Also, she hates like- to see him leave, but she loves to watch him go. <laughs> like she just watches him go. That's loves, it. loves to watch that cape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they erase all the butt lines from the cape. The butt lines are <laughs> it's gone. It's true. Suicide sure. has been floating, just sitting down in midair for this whole time. And also can teleport. Zoicide oh, yeah, has the power point. of teleportation. Does not, never attempt to go pick up the crystal, nor does he attempt to chase down Tuxedo Mask at all. Yeah, that is weird. Well, I, uh, maybe she knows, maybe he knows that Tuxedo Mask would win in a fight. Did they, have they fought before physically? I mean, I know Jedi uh, and Tuxedo Mask fought. I don't think so. And Jedi kicked Tuxedo Mask's ass. <laughs> Jedi threw his ass in the ocean. That's true. That's true. Well, and then a really, okay, then like another really weird thing happens, which is that we cut to Tuxedo Mask, who's in his Tuxedo Mask costume, and he's holding the red yeah. rainbow crystal. Then it glows a bunch, and then he turns into regular Mamoru, and then he, then it glows again, and then he disappears, and like Sailor Moon's behind him having lunch. I did not know what to make of this scene. Wait, what? It's a weird, it was, it's a weird scene Watch it again. It's a really weird transition because he transitions into Memoru and he's like, I know who I am. I'm Tuxedo Mask. And then it looks like the background stays the same, but he disappears. And then it pans down and like Naru and Umino and Usagi are like sitting on park bench. So it seems as though they disappeared. No, it does not. I'm looking at it right now. It does not. I'm looking at it right now too. It does change. It does not change. Uh oh. Uh oh. Wait, hold on. I'm looking at it again. I'm Tuxedo (laughs) Mask. There's like a crane in the background. Oh, okay. I guess it's okay. Like it seems like it, it seems like it's happening in the same scene where it's, I think it's nebulous. That looked to me like. It looked to me like the background changed before he disappeared, but I guess it's a little unclear. It doesn't matter, I guess. So, it's yeah, weird. So, so now he knows for the first time officially that he is Tuxedo Mask, which is what is nice. And now he, so now he left a little locket for Sailor Moon. That, that plays the theme to Sailor Moon. It plays the Sailor Moon theme song. Mo- Molly should be going, hey, that's the song that, that me and Melvin danced to. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> that, that new hit from Yusuke Yamada. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's the waltz for Hiko. <laughs> no, it's the moonlight thing. I forget what it's called. But Molly does the super weird thing, which I think is so gross. It's so, so gross. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, this is the most disturbing part of this episode. <laughs> she puts the Neflate bandage that was wrapped around his body as he died on Melvin's arm. Everybody loves used bandages. Yeah. You know, fully like stained with old green blood. <laughs> Why would you do that? And it also is, like, in addition to, even if it wasn't a bandage, it's, like, so weird and... Like, this is the guy I used to, like, saved me and had this on and he died. And now there's a new guy who saved me and I'm going to have him have it on. It's not a good situation for you to be in, Naru. This is not good for you. Yeah, this is not. None of this is healthy. Like, it is not emotionally healthy, nor is it physically healthy. Like, I want to see next week's episode, Melvin should have one arm. (laughs) He's like, yeah, it got crazy infected. They have no idea what it is. It's some shit they have never seen before. Weird mineral stuff. Started weird, weird, dark, evil mineral gangrene <laughs> got into my arm. So Gross. thanks for that, Mal. Uh, so then, um, sitting on the park bench, looking at uh, looking at uh, uh, the locket, and we actually do get the reason why it was only Makoto who showed up because Luna led her so that she could see Usagi's good qualities. Because uh, Luna does want Usagi to be the leader, and so she's like, "Hey, you have to come 
with me, I will show you Usagi's good qualities. Which is weird, because all she shows her is Usagi in a fight, which she sees all the time. Like, they could just wait well, three minutes. I think, no, she, she, she's talking or, about or, the thing we were talking about, which is that she's or is helping she talking about friend. her going to the park bench with Molly and Melvin, I guess. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, but she's, ta- yeah she's talking about the fact that she did all this for a friend who was in need. Although I, Luna didn't know that, so I don't know how. She, she's this is, this is Luna spinning. She's spinning like the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I brought you here to see this because it's great. Yeah, but I do think that's a... I do think it's a cool thing that Luna, for all of her frustration with Yusagi and for all of her telling her, hey, you're going to get fat, which is the thing she does. Uh, I, I do kind of appreciate that she's like, hey, listen, uh, you need to see Yusagi's good qualities. You need to see why she's going to be the leader because she will do whatever she can for her friends. You know, maybe she's, maybe she'll walk into traffic sometimes. Maybe she won't always explain it right, but she is going to... Uh, she is going to do this uh, and be good at it. So it's, it's nice. It's sweet. Yeah. Uh, and with that, we get like the kind of ending scene, which is a, I think, really cool picture of this kind of uh, pastel pink and orange sunset. And then uh, Usagi silhouetted and the silhouette is uh, the same shot, but at night, which is weird and doesn't really mean anything, but it's cool. Agreed. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. It's, it's, it was really pretty, but kind of like, okay, sure. And, uh, and now Molly is completely fixed and psychologically dependent on being rescued by men and everything's gonna be okay agreed yay <laughs> so now do we have the uh do we have the actual sailor moon says from what was the american title for this episode uh the power of friendship <laughs> yeah, close enough wow okay <laughs> yes that could be the name of like every single episode but sure every single episode <laughs> of every anime <laughs> basically yeah. but yes i do have the uh, the moral lesson from the end of it here you go my friends mean a lot to me Yeah, and true friends are hard to find. Serena may not be the fiercest fighter. Or win any prizes for bravery. (laughs) And you wouldn't really call her graceful. But she has a good heart. Making someone smile is worth a lot. It makes you feel good, too. Try it sometime. Sailor Moon says, see ya. (laughs) Okay, two things. One, that is just all the scouts getting together to talk shit about Usagi. Yes, that's what happened. (laughs) Hey, Serena sucks real bad. Yeah. But she's okay. But B, that is actually a relevant moral to what happens in the episode. Yeah, but it's also kind of a dumb one. Making someone smile is worth a lot. I mean, I get... Okay, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that's not true. Of course it's true, but that's very... I don't know. I feel like, do you need that moral lesson? Who knows? Yeah, but that's but that's exactly what she does in this episode. Like, this episode's all about Usagi trying to cheer up Naru. Yeah. And in, kind of incidentally getting into a fight with Boxy. Uh, well, but she also... Wait, hang on. She fails. She I does mean, not look. cheer up Molly. <laughs> Ma- she takes Mo- Molly, Molly out to have a nice time. The the day. Yeah, but not by Serena. She takes Molly out to have a nice time. Molly ditches her, <laughs> meets a priest, gets herself in a bunch of trouble, gets saved by Sailor Moon, and only is cheered up by the fact that Melvin saved her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, at this point, this is what, number 10? This is the 10th <laughs> plot? This is the 10th time Molly's been attacked by a monster? Probably, something like that. Oh. So, you know, she's used to it at this point. Okay. <laughs> It also, th- th- this is also one of those episodes that is really contingent, we didn't mention, on the hugest coincidence. Like, a lot of times, there's some BS reason why there's a person that is both of interest to the scouts and the and the, the negaverse at the same time. This one is one million percent random, that they just happen to walk by the guy that they're going to attack. Uh, I mean, you know, look... <laughs> It's been pretty. It's been pretty coincidental before. Mm-hmm. I guess so. Can we talk about our? Can we talk about what we learned? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Let's let's go ahead and talk about our morals. Uh, Laura, what did you learn from this episode? I learned that Molly is Jesus Christ Himself returned to Earth and can <laughs> save our souls, <laughs> and that if you are not a very good priest, you will turn into a boxing vulture. But That's both, what we learned. Both completely true. Yes. And the foundation of Hudsonism. Yes. Yes. Uh, Jordan, what did you learn? Uh, I, le- I learned the persuasive power of, of, uh, of leg pinches in democracy. <laughs> Fucking f- physical violence to get her way. <laughs> Literally the definition of a bully. Literally. Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Ray, Ray, you know, in this episode. So she's the Martian uh, Manhunter the whole I time? Learned. Is that what we're... <laughs> 
what, what did I learn? What did I learn? Uh, I learned that uh, if you want to cheer up your friend, uh, you can go to a movie, but try not to offer them the special food that they were going to have with their dead 40-year-old lover <laughs> and maybe don't walk past a cemetery. <laughs> oh, do. man. It all worked out in the end. It was fine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Let's let's get over. How can we get over death? Well, there's a path right past the cemetery. I mean, yeah, what, they really weren't thinking that through. Uh, so yeah, that's. Uh, I I really like this episode. I do. It's fine. Uh, it's it's a weird one, but I think it's 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 good to have consequences for the the Maxfield Stanton storyline, even though it's you know it's two weeks later and everything's fine. <laughs> like everything, we, we're never gonna. We don't mention the Maxfield Stanton story again. I don't think. I don't think it ever comes up again. And Naru is going to be back to her. Uh, cheerful bouncy self completely uh just with her new boyfriend who is kind of terrible <laughs> uh guy. but still still it's a good episode um it's fun it's weird the monster is goofy uh there's a lot of good sailor scout stuff you get to see ray being horrible uh i would say yeah this is this is one to watch even if you uh even if you weren't too thrilled by the end of the uh maxfield stanton saga like i was not uh laura thoughts i i enjoyed it just because i I really liked seeing again Sailor Moon continue to prioritize, or or at least give equal you know time to her original friends. Um, even though she, I mean, she does have this rich new sailor life that's starting to play an increasingly big role in her life. But you know, Sailor Moon is kind of all about friendship, and I like that they remain consistent with that. That she doesn't just ditch her old friends. That you know, when when times are tough, she's she is still there for Naru and and presumably for Amino, I guess. But I I, I like that, and I like that it dealt with. With, with some of the emotional consequences of her weird uh, cosmic murder shit. Yeah, one of the things we talked about uh, when uh, in our last set of episodes was that over the course of the show, Naru is uh, systematically alienated from everyone she's close to. Her mom uh, is a monster in the first episode. Her, her best friend starts hanging out with uh, these new girls and doing other stuff without her. Uh, her other best friend also becomes a monster. She's attacked by monsters on 10 separate occasions like she is uh all over the place being kind of isolated so it is good to see usagi still there for her at the end of the day uh jordan thoughts yeah i i, I mean I, again i think it's a lot of fun i there's not a lot of episodes i don't like uh this one is a, a good time uh, and I, I do like that it focuses on uh moon and uh jupiter again it's it's neat that we introduce her and go hey let's let's give her some screen time to hang out with uh with sailor moon um I'm, i really dig that yeah so uh a good a good solid episode i think uh uh, with some ass kicking Sailor Jupiter in there. Oh, and now it's so, and now it's a Valentine because we recorded on Valentine's Day. We get to think of them as a Valentine's Day romance. There we go. Oh, they are. They are. And, and next week we get another. Uh, we get another romance. That's uh, true. Blossoming too. A terrible romance that is not going to work. We'll see. Uh, but it does Spoilers. have one of my uh, favorite single shots in Sailor Moon mm-hmm. that we have talked about before. Like mm-hmm. one of my absolute favorite things. Me too. Uh, so I can't wait to talk about that. Also, new opening sequence. Next Oh. week uh we'll talk about that we'll talk about uh uh the kind of last amy spotlight all that's gonna happen next week uh everybody thank you for listening uh laura where can everybody find you online they can find me uh on twitter at laura underscore hudson that's l-a-u-r-a underscore h-u-d-s-o-n i'm on and you write for wired oh. and other places as well yeah i write for wired and uh i do some stuff at slate and i'm recapping some stuff at vulture so i'm all over the place oh, what are you recapping at vulture the americans oh, oh you're not doing show. blue bloods no i mean i've watched i watched every episode of blue bloods for that article that i wrote for slate and i feel like that's enough yeah your article on blue bloods is fantastic uh it was highly oh thank you to read uh so yeah follow laura on twitter jordan where can everyone find you I'm also on Twitter at Crackshot, except the O in Crackshot is a zero instead of an O. Very complicated. Uh, I'm on Twitter at the ISB. That's T-H-E-I-S-B. And you can follow the show on Twitter at, at Sailor Business and send us your fan art, your listener questions, any weird Sailor Moon thoughts or oddities. Uh, <laughs> we love seeing what people do mm-hmm. uh, who enjoy the show. Uh, if you like this show, Jordan and I also have uh, other podcasts. Jordan's is Cast in Wax and mine is War Rocket Ajax that you can find at WarRocketAjax.com. And uh, that about does it for this week. Next week, uh, Amy gets a boyfriend. So we will see you then. Until then, keep your mind on sailor business.
I don't see your name on it anywhere, loser. Oh, great. Queen Beryl's not gonna like this.